Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1202. Self-education will give you a fortune. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Newport Beach, California, Ernie Manansala. Ernie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, man. Pin it to win it. There we go. I like that one. That's cool. Ernie Manansala is the head ninja in charge of Colab, a full-service digital marketing agency that builds brands by engaging and captivating online communities. He's been in the automotive sector for over two decades and helped launch NOS Energy Drinks, then promoting them as well as clients including AEM Performance Electronics, Borg Warner Turbo Systems, Pirelli, and many others. Colab is all about managing the brand and business along with management for a wide motorsports investment, including things like Time Attack, Rally Racing, Baja Racing, Drag Racing, Drifting, and NASCAR. Ernie's also a seasoned racer, and he has fabricated cars as well. His business mantra is formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. I like that. So, Ernie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Yeah, awesome. It's crazy because four wheels and a tailpipe really led my career path from in its early ages as a high school dropout at Koenig Wheels and at my just the timing and the luck and going to car shows and meeting people and getting those opportunities. And then from Koenig, I became a marketing manager there to then formulating and creating NOS energy drinks with the guys that fuse beverages and growing that and selling it to Coca-Cola. And then from there, starting the agency out of necessity, but luckily still having an, a large, a good involvement in automotive that if I remember as a kid during those times, I'm like, man, I want to race when I was at Koenig. Then it was at NOS energy drinks. It's like, Oh man, I really wish that I could drive, but I'm sponsoring drivers like Chris Forsberg, Kyle Bush, ACP and the AMS guys. I'm like, ah, I wish I could drive it now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, now I'm driving and it's really cool. So it's 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 just so lucky to be able to still do what I do and tell a lot of people like people like their jobs. I love my job. I love yeah. what I do every day, and I don't even look at it as a job. And being a CEO is that's a philosophy is great, but man, it's just so much more exciting to just do what you love. Well, that's the secret sauce to life, and that's what Cars yeah is all about. So I'm excited to learn more about you and what you're doing and share that inspiration with our listeners. But first. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. Now, I I mentioned one at the beginning of the show, but this is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Ernie, take the wheel. Yeah, that the quote that you mentioned earlier, just the self-education and the real-world education is everything. I, I dropped out of high school and... I didn't realize what the value of ed- education was then. Had I known, I probably, I most likely would have done a balance of both and probably given up my social life and mm-hmm. to, to go to school and to, to have a job and or an internship and just really go back and 
I always question myself, like if I went back, what would it be? But that mantra right. for sure would be it is that self-education will give you a fortune. Well, I think I agree in many senses. You know, when you talk about school, let's maybe talk about college here. I mean, college is great for some people and for some people it's a very expensive, I won't say a waste of time, but when they come out, they still have no idea what they want to do and they owe all this money uh, unless they've been fortunate to have their parents pay for their education or they, somehow they've been able to pay for it, which back in my day was easy. I just had to wax four cars and a whole quarter's <laughs> worth of my UCSD uh, tuition was paid for, but you can't do that these days. Not even state-run schools are just so expensive, but what would you offer to somebody, you know, having been through all this, I mean, especially dropping out of high school, um, what would you suggest to a young person who's maybe considering that and how they could maybe balance that just, just to maybe finish that part of their education, uh, but also start working in the industry? Or would you say, go for it? What would be your, what would be your approach with that person? So it, it's still a little difficult for me because, to answer that question because I'm 36 and I'm a yeah my I'm a, I'm a father to a three year old and I'm still learning a lot and what I would say as of right now would definitely be that go with your gut you know as, as cliche as it sounds there mm-hmm. was something in my mind that I'd always go with my gut and for the people that do know me and don't know me and don't care to I I have a really great strong faith with God and just you know I've I've done some really crazy adrenaline things. And I'll go and do it, execute it, land it, don't get hurt. And I look up, I'm like, oh, thanks. And I kind of look at life. And <laughs> you kind of look at life in that way, too. It's like, okay, thank you. Okay, what am I supposed to learn? And at that time, a lot of emotions were in play that wouldn't really control any of my thoughts. And I was just so frustrated that I wasn't walking with my class. I wasn't being good. I wasn't doing what I had to be doing to meet the record, you know, to, to pass high school. And it was a feeling that I was just like, oh, God, I'm just going to quit. I can't feel the success and I can't feel that this is the right path for me. And I've talked about it with all my buddies back in high school. I'm still great friends with about five of them. And we all sit there and go like, there's no way you would ever, you would ever be able to tell somebody quit. I think what you could, t- if I had the chance to, I would always tell a parent, a guardian, or a sibling just support them, support them in everything and anything you can do. And I, I was very blessed to have great parents that, you know, were really disappointed. They came from the Philippines and they come to America so that this way we can have this opportunity they never had. And I blew right. it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, well, let's and, just say you took a different path than the norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, and thinking about answering this question, it's just, it hits me too. There's just a lot of great people that have said that taking that path is ultimately a better path sometimes for others. And uh, I'm proud to be one of those. And if there is, like I said, if there's anybody out there that's thinking about it, I would really, there's a lot of things they can research, right? And there's a lot more opportunities today where this is okay. Like as a father, Going to school is a little more dangerous than homeschooling. But when I was go, but when I was a kid, homeschooling meant that you were special in a way versus going to school. And it's just so different today. It, it, and college education, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, we have people that are coming through the door here to collab agency and to AIM and our private equity group, and we're looking at them going, man, you're super talented. But in my mind, after you know, off the record, I'm sitting there going, oh my 
God, he went to that Ivy League school. I don't know how long it's going to take for him to uh, pay for that. So no matter, you know, I won't able, I won't be able to relate. But when I look at those types of responsibilities, it's a massive. So I think there's just today's world has so many different ways. Like you know, you have that one kid that's making millions of dollars and he's seven years old doing toy reviews on YouTube. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a very small percentage. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then there's guys like you that are, you know, I have a, I have an abundance of friends with mobile detailing and, and the obsessiveness and the skill set that you guys apply to it. And here you are with cars. Yeah. And it's just a great show. And the Instagram is awesome. And the, 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 the content is awesome. And you get to express your car, your car passion and your car craziness with your, from detailing to these conversations and your content. I'm like, it's just the evolution. I think you and I talked about that. It's just constantly changing, yeah. right? It, so. it is. It's very, very different these days. And uh, even 10 years ago, it been very hard to do what I'm doing now. And it seems to be getting uh, easier and easier. So that's the key, I think, answer to that question. There's lots and lots of opportunities. Uh, let me ask you about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car guy? Uh, yeah, I, I curse him. And I rejoiced him <laughs> at the same time. Um, so there's two major impacts in my life was my uncle, William. Uh, my uncle, William, was the, you know, I, I wish that we were closer, at, but being him being in New Jersey and me being in California, just two different paths of life. But Uncle Willie, I would come to my grandmother's and I was a grandma's boy. I was like the only boy in my family until my brother came along. And, uh, and he took all the thunder. <laughs> he can drift better than me. He can drive better than me. He looks better than me. Uh, it's always that but, one, darn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're all, you know, my brother kicks butt. And uh, when we go to my uncle's house, and you know, I was, the, I was the baby in the whole family. I was the only boy, the guy that carries the legacy on. So it's super male bravado. My grandfather's Italian, so we're sitting there hanging out and. You know, that car-centric world was, like, really relevant. I never realized it until the three cars that were influential for my entire life in my uncle's uh, my uncle's driveway at my grandmother's house was a Toyota Tacoma pickup truck T100 that, at that time, you know, hydraulics wasn't even a thing. It was, like, a static stance with the crazy hydraulic moving, spinning truck bed. And I was like, it's a Transformer. Whoa. At that age. Moving on, he then moved into a Volkswagen Golf. And I can't, I'll never forget the day. Like, my grandma's everything to me, right? So it's like, I'm watching him and my mom, my dad had an Astro van, and I'm sitting in the back of the Astro van. So there's this huge window, and I just see my uncle in this black GTI. And it was all black with the red pinstripe in the circle head. Like, I had no freaking clue. And like, this really small new speed sticker. And all that stuff still resonates with me because I remember him laughing, looking at my dad and my dad and all his brothers, they're, they're, so super, they're super tight. And he downshifts. I don't, that was the first time I've ever heard like that. I'm like, what yeah, in the hell? Double clutch downshift. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And craziest part is grandma's in the passenger seat. <laughs> so like, uh -oh. that, that was a big piece. And then the last yeah. car is a Toyota Supra. And that's really when I started understanding. I was like, you know, Uncle Willie just finished, uh, I think he just finished graduating Rutgers. And I was like, you know, how did he do this? He went from BMX and he was my hero, right? I'd ride BMX. And then I'd crash and die. <laughs> and then he went into cars and that was it. And um, after yeah. that, I kind of took it to the next level for from him to 
to where we are now. And I just can't stop thinking about it all the time. And there was a guy named RJ Devera that was like the it guy, right? Like we're going to hot import nights. He's sponsored by Pepsi. Um, he's on stage. He's, he's just a major influencer. Like, Hey, there was two people in my life. There was Michael Jordan and RJ Devera. They didn't even know RJ. And next thing you know, I bump into him at a, at a, at a Pepsi event. And, um, I just, you know, just became like, it was kind of like starstruck. And it's kind of a weird thing. And now, cause like 12 years later, we're best friends. Like he would probably be really pissed off that I even mentioned this story, but it's the God out of street. He, he has been a, uh, a big influential part of my taste and my style. We have different lanes, but he, he's been a big piece of like, Hey, like I, I wasn't ever into exotic cars. I was never into old classic cars. Like he taught me what a Hewitt Packard was and the legacy of the Packard and why it's so important that this oval door, you know, it's, it's a lot. He, he's just an encyclopedia of car, car passion and knowledge. And he constantly, you know, he throttles me every time I see him. He's just constantly making me learn more and more and more. And it's, it's wild because I'll, he, he's such, he's still till this day, such a major influencer on me and everybody else in this world. And it's just like, I originally wanted a GTR so bad in life. I've been blessed to have several. I've been blessed to have many, but I never thought that I would be the guy now that wants a GT3 RS Porsche. And it's because of, you know, I really think it's like, oh, it's because of RJ. Oh no, it's because of my friend. It's, and I, our running joke is like, you know, thanks for spending my money. Um, <laughs> and the God honest truth is, it's that when you surround yourself around people that, that that truly do love you and care for you, they also do know what type of DNA you have and what type of petrols in your body. Nice. You'll have to introduce me to him. I'd love to have him be a guest on this show. That'd be very oh, cool. Oh, 1,000. I mean, that guy, you two are a wealth of knowledge in both those, in the automotive space. That'll be a really long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have fun, no doubt. Well, let's talk a little bit about a challenge or a failure you faced along the way, because these are very cool ways to learn things if you look at them that way versus focusing on the word challenge or failure. But walk us through one of those situations for you and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you moved away from that. I think a lot of people have a big question mark. Like they see what collab is. They see what, you know, even the perception once people see you driving a really nice car, they always have that question like, what do you do? And I think the best way for me to answer that is I love the question first and foremost, because my answer normally when somebody asks me what they, what I've done is I say, I effed up. I failed at everything and eats away at me every day. And it changes me. And it, and I'm, I have a positive outlook. I'm from New York city. So New York city, Jersey city, I worked in New York and lived in South Jersey and you just come up with a really tough skin mentality. But yeah, I being now in California, it's a different understanding where people here and everywhere across the country now, especially today, you know, mental clarity is everything. And having that mental clarity to understand what the failures mean. Like, for example, uh, me personally, uh, Mm -hmm. in my love life, I've had a wonderful, I've got the most, the biggest, my angel, my wife, and my past and all my failures with you know, other relationships, uh, both personally, romantically made me a better person for her. And those are, that's a one way to look at it. And then from a business standpoint, there's a ton of failures. 
Then I think the biggest one that stands out to me the most would be probably the people that I've failed from. And I mean that in a really mindful way of just saying, you know, there's so many people that have worked with us or worked for us or worked in it all chasing down one goal. And when I look deep at and reflecting at everything, you know, one of my mentors is just, he's, he's giving me this one light. Like when you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing right back at you. Right. And <laughs> my, and then, you know, my other mentors just always sitting there like, you know, what, and, and treat others as we want to be treated as well. And once you start thinking that during the failure process, it's when you start reflecting and understanding that communication is everything. And that was the biggest failure of most of everything that I've done in, in business, whether it was building a car for SEMA or, car, uh, or giving a car away for Coca-Cola and North Energy drinks to building apps, et cetera, so on and so forth. All those pieces, the process of communications and doing that, that you know, doing right by others and understanding one big piece is that everybody communicates differently. Communication is a, literally a 20, 40, 40 split. It's 40% body language, 40% your tone, and 20% of what you're actually saying. And then giving that person that intent. If you have good intent, then you will have good success. And that's the only thing that's ever really brought of my, that, that made me understand that what I had to learn from my failures is that if I have good intent for the project or for the goal or for the investment or for the hiring or anything along the lines of business, that intent will take you to where you want to go. As long as you're, you're mindful and talking to people, you can control your emotions and have good intent for them taking the high road, respecting lanes and different styles of people to actually sit there and make a success. And that would be the summary of failures. And it's, it's communicating. It's, that would be my biggest failures to me. I am the worst speller. I'm the, you saw in my email, <laughs> I'm the worst speller, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, in communicating and everything along those lines. But anyone that works, has worked with us or for us or along with us that you'll know, everyone will tell you it's just, we have really great intent and that is the success of everything for all the projects we have. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. And I talked about this with a pa recent past guest about clear communication, the importance of communication. And the company I ran before I started this podcast, most of my associates there would say they remember, If hopefully they remember a lot of good things about me. But one of them was I always used to say clear communication is the reason for our success, and a lack of it is the reason why we fail. And I, I picked that up from, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever read Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You ever read that book? I'm writing it down right now because I'm going to listen to that audible. You definitely, you should listen to it. And my favorite one, I think it's lesson five, uh, habit five, is first listen to understand, then speak to be understood. Now, I paraphrase that a little bit. He goes into much more depth, but I think it's exactly what you're talking about. In fact, I know it is, and that's usually where you have a breakdown in relationships, personally, business-wise, clients, whatever it is, uh, is poor communication. You may have great intent, but if your communication isn't clear, all that intent can go away uh, if you're not clear. But I'm, I would love to talk to you, Ernie, after you've read that book, call back and let's chat on it, because I love that book. I read it 
I try to read it every year as a reminder. Those seven habits that Stephen Covey put together years, decades ago still hold true today. So that'll be my uh, my little tip for you in the future. <laughs> and we'll definitely talk about it in the future, too. Let's talk about a big career aha moment, because I would assume you've had many pivots in your career, or you can call them ahas, whatever you like. I kind of like pivots because that's a little more trendy these days. But walk us through one of those that really made a change for you. I have a feeling I know what it might be. It's going to be the awesome energy drinks. Yeah, um, I figured, yeah. <laughs> To take a house, to take a brand to becoming a, of a household name has always been someone's dream, and the opportunity was put in front of me. I'm very blessed to say they're still friends today. Is Lance Collins, Bill Meisner, and, so, and these guys are beverage guys. Bill Meisner came from Sobe. Lance Collins, I don't think Lance started. I think this was his first beverage was Fused Nos and Smart, and, and then um, all the other thing that we're doing today. He currently owns Core Water, which just got sold to Dr. Pepper and uh, Keurig. And then he's still running Body Armor and his partner's Kobe Bryant. You know, So having yeah. those people in my life was just a blessing. And it was something that the biggest thing I learned from that was just to constantly push. For example, I pushed for the interview. Mike Fine, my my brand manager at that point, he, you know, we were just like pushing for people to be a part of the brand. And it was interesting to just see people constantly push for something that made more sense for the brand. When we started the brand, it was a brand called Omega Energy Drink. So everything was formulated already. Uh, something that Lance came up with and Omega was supposed to be like kind of, it really didn't have a good brand definition, but when you think about it, Omega would have either went like, okay, this would be cool for fraternities and college network of sales. And we can get like, we can do a 30 mile radius of sales networks around colleges, or we can like make it a bravado drink, like a male bravado type mentality. And we're like, man, that's just not a good fit. So we ended up coming up with, we worked with Holly and got Holly to get into the licensing, which it's uh, it's a typical thing to do. And we really went with NOS and just saying that, you know, there's so many reasons why. But I think the best reason that I've always said to everyone that makes sense is that if you look at every home in the entire world, there's more square footage allotted to your vehicle. Your vehicle is part of your family. It is a vessel that transports your family, so on and so forth. So I always like using the terminology that it's everything four wheels and a tailpipe is what NOS Energy Drinks is. And we kept to that. Um, this success aha came when we actually had a, a record sale and people understanding this. So two things happened immensely for NOS was product design. We had an amazing product design staff. Uh, Paula Grant is world renowned in the beverage world. And uh, Billy Diaz, Lee Gurley, and Isaac Perez was the, the, the creative team. And led by Paula, and I was a part of it because just being a nerd and wanting to get involved with everything. I mean, I was doing everything from field marketing to sponsorship management to renderings, literally opening up Photoshop, making POS, making POP, going to the sales meeting, making people understand the brand and the culture. And then the, I think one of the, the pivotal piece of people starting to understand stuff was digital. When we started going, okay, here's our ROI. At that time, our ROI was forum. I would literally, we would literally go to like, here we are in this street and that street, and we have this many cases there. We would orchestrate a way to go make merchables. So we make merchables wearables, right? And at that time, like Dickie hoodies were the best things ever, right? The, the insulated Dickie hoodies that the shop guys were wearing every day. And I'm sitting there seeing it because like, 
all my best friends from back home in Podunk, South Jersey, Maze Landing, uh, you know, they all were blue collar guys. They were all union working in Atlantic City. I'm like, damn, everybody's wearing yeah. these dicky hoodies. So we made Doc dicky hoodies, right? And we would say, here's a couple hoodies, here's a few cases, and we're going to have some people come. So what we would actually do then is go into the forums and say, hey guys, I'm such and such. I would actually make fake aliases because we didn't have a large staff. We didn't have a field marketing team at the time. And say, this is not energy drink. I remember it had to be like a specific size just to upload the picture, etc. Yeah. If you guys want, there's free samples and this hoodie. Please stop by this store location, etc. While supplies last, and so on and so forth. And it worked. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Gorilla marketing. <laughs> oh, to the fullest, you know? And then we go to car shows. And then at the time, I think it was like, I don't remember. I think it was Prime. What was it? Prime. Before it was 10. And before it was Discovery Channel. It's the Source well, Interlink. Yeah, Source Interlink. And there was Speed. And yeah. So we then we started just getting in with all those guys. I was like, oh, this is my life. Awesome. <laughs> Finally get to like be a big player. And, you know, we're in Super Street Magazine. We're playing with Motor Trend. We're playing with all the big media outlets. And we still don't see the big pop, right? We're still fighting that. We're yeah. telling distributors and warehouse distributors, we're like, please understand that this is the product. This is the product. The product started linking into stores. They finally give us a chance. And you'll probably remember this. Remember back in the day, all the doors on the beverage doors would be flooded with these suction cap racks. Oh, yeah. like should... Okay. So yeah. that was a big turning point for us because in a field of black can, no fear, monster, rock star. There's nothing yeah. but black, right? We yeah, have you this. guys are color. Exactly. So that that was, you know, Paula's innovation. And I, I don't even know if she would even say it's innovative. It was common sense to make it a blue can. What right. moved forward was that then you had monster with big F, you know, big, big F and can, and you had all these large size cans and truthfully, no consumer can actually take 60 ounces, 32 ounces and so on and so forth. And, um, by accident, we created at, we, out of necessity for, for us to be louder in the shelves because we were opening more opportunities. Those, those five cans that we would throw onto the suction cup, uh, on the suction cup rack that stick to the glass door were free. We would give it to the stores for free just to prove to them that we can move this product and they would stick on. And those five, if they would, well, my, our sales team was just the best sales team ever. They would go back into that, to that account, find out the five cans are gone, go back to the distributor and say, Hey, those five cans are gone. Let's go strike them with a deal. Let's give them five cases for five, et cetera, everything. They're, they're, they're yeah. just monster sales guys. Cool. But then everything changed when the 22 ounce. Reseal the 22 ounce PET bottle came out. We were the first resealable energy drink to the market that fit in the cup holder. Yeah. And cool. we were marketing that we have the same amount of caffeine as 12 cups of coffee. Once that hit, we won an award. And then after that award, we got a bunch of investments in private equity, VC, and we were able to raise a huge piece of capital. And we ended up building our. I think it was a 12 man, man and woman rally motorsports team. Mm-hmm. And that's really when things started getting taken off. And that's yeah. when Coca-Cola, we wow. got Coca-Cola's attention and uh, the rest was history and brand. Nosses. What a story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's wild. Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about your first special car. You talked about those cars that your uh, 
family relative had there, but is there a first car that you got that was real meaningful for you? <laughs> um, I hate all my first cars. <laughs> well, that's why They're I say all... the first meaningful car. It doesn't have to be your first car. It could be your 12th car when it finally had some meaning to you. Ah, uh, man, it's, it's, it's like saying which one's your favorite kid, right? And I hope I don't hurt anyone's feelings out there, but I will have to say that my most meaningful car I have till the day I die will be the car that was given to me by Luke Johnson and Ricky Johnson. It is a two, it's a 1994 Subaru Impreza 2.5 RS. It's my rally car. Um, I participate in the NASA California rally series and cool. uh, we've been campaigning for two years now. This will be our third year and striving for a championship. And that thing just means so much to me because this is fully me, you know, uh, no sponsorships, no expectations, no nothing. It's just me fulfilling a childhood dream, very similar to Ken Block, um, and just wanting to do it. I've always, it was, how could I, I always looked at rally racing at a naive point in my life thinking that, oh, I can afford rally racing because it's just a Subaru and it's just this and that. Well, boy, was I wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's something I love. And that's definitely yeah. going to be out of all the cars we have, and, and not to discredit all the cars, because I mean, uh, we have great partners. We have Nissan, Ford. We've partnered with uh, Chevrolet, and so on. I don't want to discredit any of them. There have been some amazing design cars that we've been able to produce, and we've been supported by almost everyone in the industry of SEMA. But cool. I think people can relate when you start racing cars; they kind of love it. Yep, I understand. Did that for 12 years, and I understand the cost, too. <laughs> That's why I stopped doing it after <laughs> yeah. 12 years. Something some called Kids College came along, and my, my uh, sponsorship money got redirected, as I say, but uh, <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. Well, what has you excited and fired up these days about Colab and Colab? Where'd the name come from? The thing that got me excited about Colab today is definitely where we are in a digital era. And Colab came from the concept of We've met so many great agency people. We've met so many great talent, just marketing people. And I always say to myself, wouldn't it just be great if we could all work together? And that's exactly what it is. So Colab is an agency, um, a great staff, and uh, we're based in Newport Beach, California, and in Arizona. And we have a really vast staff of science marketing guys couple of creative marketing guys and a couple of content marketing guys, but majority is going to be science marketing. And that is day trading attention to the fullest, utilizing Power Editor, Google, so on and so forth. And really the 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 snake oil that people always have thought about since you know 2000 and gosh, 2007, 2009 maybe. We've always been in the digital space from my early time at NOS to my you know, my opportunity at Coca-Cola to represent them at, uh, to, as Facebook and to do their digital marketing to doing it now. And that's what Colab is mainly known for is, uh, is basically the advertising side and then the creative side followed suit. And, and that's the whole thing is that Colab constantly just collaborates either with manufacturers, other agencies, other talents, influencers, and just collaborating and working together for a greater good or for a, a sole project. And awesome. it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. It sounds very exciting and very excited for you. I'll let our listeners know. I'll put a link to that 
His website is letscolab.com, L-E-T-S-K-O-L-A-B.com. You can learn a lot more about what Ernie and his talented team can provide for you. Here's a very introspective question for you, Ernie. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a vehicle parked in a garage, what would you be? I will say I would like to be a GTR for many reasons. I don't want, I think that a GTR is somewhat humbling, right? It's not a, it's not a Lamborghini. It's not a Porsche. It just, and it, and it's ready for anything. I wish that my health was ready for anything. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> these days, but um, yeah, I think that's, that would definitely be the best uh, definition. And I love that question because I ask myself that all the time. When, when I started the company, I always said that my car is the perception of the company. And now uh-huh. that I'm a father, you know, I'm driving a Raptor. And it's <laughs> just kind of, you know, and, it, and I'm always asking myself that. I'm torn because today I'm getting rid of the Raptor and me being such a tech nerd and a dad and everything. Cars mean so much to me that these cars represent a milestone chapter of my life. Yeah. And right now I'm thinking Tesla. I, I think that, yeah, okay. you know, I'm part I want to be a part of the new generation. I want to be a part of the future. I mean business. I mean well. And I am a family man. So if that or if the wife lets me get that GT3, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says house first, and I got to get rid of a couple cars, then I can get yeah. that bad boy. You figure that one out. We'll share it on Cars, yeah, and uh, we'll be an instant success here for all these car guys on how to convince your <laughs> wives why they should be driving a, a GT3 RS or a GT3 or GT3 R instead of a minivan. So uh, there you go. I love it. Well, Ernie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars, yeah, sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. 
Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! Podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MAVTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MAV-TV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MAVTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, Ernie, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? You're going to break it. <laughs> and, <laughs> you're going to break it. <laughs> you're going to break it and safety is everything. Don't, don't, don't skip out on safety equipment. Oh, yeah. Well, those are wise words from a guy who's a rally racer. Holy cow. Yeah, you are <laughs> going to break it. That's guaranteed. There's going to be a tree or a rock somewhere that's going to jump right in front of you. Yeah, they don't move. No, they don't. Not at all. Especially trees. They don't budge. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Wake up positively, accomplish, and execute. I make my bed in the morning. That's my first accomplishment. I kiss my family, and that's my, first, my second accomplishment. And move forward every day. You know, just constantly take the high road. I love that make that bed thing. Uh, there's a whole big story about that backstory of why they teach that in the military um, and setting goals and achieving goals. Uh, maybe I'll make a write a blog about that one of these days for the Cars yeah blog. I love it. How about a resource? There are lots of great resources these days. Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, a lot of the resources today are two main things. It's definitely going to be Facebook. As much people, it's going to be the internet. And I like it because I can see what I wallow. And that is things like, I love speed hunters. I love the Hoonigan guys, Brian and everybody at Hoonigan has done an amazing job just keeping it real. There's the different, and YouTube has been huge. I mean, I'm being more exposed to things that I haven't seen ever in four wheels in a tailpipe, like, you know, Steve Darnell from, uh, Welder Up and all these different walks of life of four wheels in a tailpipe. So YouTube gets you refreshed. I am a speed hunters nerd and um, I'm a Hoonigan lover. They just love to thrash. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. They love to, to thrash. I had Brian Scotto as a guest here on the show uh, about a year, almost a year ago. Yeah, co founder of Hoonigan. Uh, awesome group of people. Yeah, they love to thrash for sure. It, 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 you know, it's like the Brian, like me and him are both from the East Coast. And it's funny, like I remember meeting him at Long Beach one day and I totally, like, like it's him and Ken. And I'm like, hi. And I shake Ken's hand. And I shake Ken's hand and I hand him a NASA energy drink uh, card. And then I realized they're both backed by mom. So I was like, oh, son of a bitch. But we'd probably end up being good friends ever since. But now, like, whenever we see each other, we just laugh about it. Yeah. It's so absolutely. amazing what they've done. It is. It's incredible in a pretty short time. Now, if I could wave a magic wand, I should say, and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, who would it be? Oh, oh that one I was not ready for. Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. Champ F1 champion uh, for 2018 uh, again. So, uh, yeah, he'd be a great guy to sit down and talk with. Uh, incredible talent. Uh, and, you know, obviously the personality has the weaves and waves. Some people like it, some don't. But uh, you can't deny the, gu the guy knows how to drive and he knows how to race. So uh, he can't fight that. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Uh, the book that I'm reading currently is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Anker. 
It's oh, okay. awesome. It's the seven principles of possible you know, positivity psychologically that fuel success and performance at work. Nice. Well, you can combine that with the new book you're going to read here for me, right. Seven <laughs> Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And we'll put those two books together. Seven things. Why is it always? Yeah, seven? well, there's probably a marketing answer to that. Something about seven. That's just lucky number seven. Oh, I just got it. Lucky number uh, seven. There you go. That's why they did that. So, uh, yep, there you go. Psychological. I'll remind everybody you can find these books and all the other things Ernie has been so kind to share on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Ernie Manansala, M-A-N-A-N-S-A-L-A is the spelling of his last name, and that page will pop right up. All right, Ernie, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car, but there's a couple rules to this little uh, gift I'm going to give you. It's the only cool collector car you can have. You can keep your daily drivers. I don't care about those, but this is the one special one. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So what's it going to be? It is going to be... It's going to be a GTR. A GTR? <laughs> a GTR, okay. I just... I love that. I've, I've had four of them, and I haven't found anything that is just a great car to drive. Wow. Well, you know, this is an interesting answer because most people answer with a car they've never had that they aspire to. Mostly it's a car they can't perhaps immediately afford or they don't want to spend that kind of money on it. Um, so that's interesting that you've had them and that's the one you want me to buy you. So it makes it pretty easy. They're not <laughs> well, that hard to okay, find. Okay, wait, now I think about it. I think about oh, it. Oh, now you're going to change the answer on me. Okay. I, I'm so torn between GTR and GT3. So I would say well, I know what I would right. choose, but but that's because yeah, my listeners I'm sure know I'm a I'm a Porsche fan. I'd pick Porsche all day long. Yeah, GT3. Yeah, it, it's my fault because I've only driven the GTR. Uh, the GT. I've driven the GTR so much, but I've never. I've j- driven a GT3 maybe twice. So okay. I'm sure when the day comes, I, I think the answer will still be the same, and it might be G- and it should be GT3. Okay, well, I'm going to add a little accent to that and add an RS on the end of it because I just think you're that, <laughs> you're going to like that even better since you're a racer. So I'm going to go out and find you a a GT3 RS. I'll be so be so happy to find that. I'm going to find one I, up uh, here. The house first before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to worry about it. You know, I tell your wife no money's coming out of the bank account. Mark's delivering this thing, so uh, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, that's, that's the deal. So I'll uh, I'll find one and drive it down there to beautiful Southern California. And uh, park that in your garage. I think that'll be nice. Ernie, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that GT3 RS? Uh, While we're driving in the GT3 RS, always take the high road and do on to others as you do to yourself. The golden rule always works. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along in your business? I most likely is going to be Instagram and uh, Instagram handle is E-Men and Solid Jr. Okay, we'll make sure we put a list of that. And also I'll put a link to his business, of course, uh, Let's Collab, so you can find out more about that. Again, it's K-O-L-A-B, Let's Collab.com. This has been fun, Ernie. You've taken me on a great ride today. I really appreciate your time. And a little shout out to Christopher Pantani at Cooper Tires for connecting us. I appreciate that. Christopher, he's connected me some wonderful, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Ernie, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your many experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. 
You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.